This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Money, 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 words. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. With your host, Rob Snow White. Thanks for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 56, Fly Fishing on a Budget. Let's give a shout out this week to River Run Trout Fitters. I'll be fishing with Joe in a couple weeks. On the Salmon River in New York, Joe is the only guide in the New York state that offers a no-fish, no-pay guarantee. You can wade fish with him. You can drift in his hide. It's all fly fishing. You can swing flies. You can nymph. And uh, right now it's salmon season, but you might be downloading this during steelhead season. So book a trip with Joe, riverruntroutfitters.com. And I want everyone to know about a new book the wife picked out for me at the library by Jay Zimmerman, the top 10 guide to fly fishing. I'm going to try and get Jay on the podcast in the upcoming weeks. Let's start the podcast now and basically support your local fly shops first and foremost. If you're not finding it at your fly shop and they can't get it for you, then do some of these alternative ways to obtain your fly fishing gear. We know fly fishing is... An expensive lifestyle, some call it a sport. So let's talk about ways that can help you save some money and get the gear that you need that will last a while. Just remember that most fly fishing gear are wants, not need. You do not need an $800 rod. $800 rods are for people that want them. You do need a rod. You do need a reel. You do need flies. You need line. But you don't need... A $700 reel. You don't need a $140 fly line. 
Sure, the fly you might need might be $5 for a specific species you're targeting. But for most part, when somebody walks into a fly shop, it's need, it's wants, not needs. The expensive things are great. They're definitely luxury items. I'm not fishing them. I do, I do have one nice Helios fly rod. But honestly, the newest reel I have, I purchased in 2009. I've got some new waders and some new coasters. But other than that, I don't need a new reel. I want a hatch reel. I want another eight foot switch rod, eight weight, but I don't need them. And that's going to save me money in the long run. You're always going to find deals on social media. If you're not on Facebook and Twitter, make up a fake account. Like your name is Harry Gooch and just like all the fishing companies that you like in general. You don't have to be internet savvy, but you're going to find things. You're going to find deals that companies post. Allen Fly Fishing has been posting a whole bunch of 20% off coupons that you can get by signing up for their newsletter, their mailing list. And other companies are just offering straight up discounts that you might only see on Facebook. In addition, Allen offers discounts to veterans. So if you're a vet, Make sure they know that when you purchase it through their website. You can also look for discounts online. And a lot of these websites that people are browsing during the day are going to post to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, see our trading post, the climb, etc. There are websites that offer discount fly fishing material and gear. And if you're not checking it every day, you're probably going to miss it. So be on the lookout for someone else who's finding it and posting it. There used to be Fish Itch, which was run by Tej and the guys over at the uh, Fish Stick Podcast, but I don't think they do that anymore. They had a fly rod outfit for like $64 one day. eBay is a great way to find everything you're looking for, but it takes a little bit of work, maybe luck, maybe timing to find the right thing that you're looking for. Refine your search and list everything on a page by 200 List by lowest price and shipping first and look for free shipping. Free shipping is always going to save you money in the long run. Don't forget about Craigslist. There's a lot of people in the DC metro area that have a lot of hobbies they like to get into. And then they realize they just don't have time for them. So the stuff goes up on Craigslist. You can find rod and reel outfits from people that have passed away and their children or friends are selling them. You can find stuff from people that are just too busy and don't have time for it. Don't forget about your craft store coupons online, Michaels, AC Moore, Joanne Fabrics. So if you got a smartphone, when you're at the checkout line, you can usually pull up a barcode. They can zap that and that can save you money. There's also the Michaels app for smartphones and the weekly, weekly circular. So if you get the Washington Post around here, you can usually get a 50% off or 40% off one item and you want to use the coupons for the most expensive item. You don't want to use it for a $3 item. That's only going to save you, you know, a couple cents. You want to use it on the big ticket items. So if you go to the craft store and you want a very good, nice pair of sharp scissors, use it on that. Don't use it unless it's the only thing you're buying is a little thing of beads or a little thing of wire. They also might have that weekly circular in the store when you walk in. Do any shops around you or clubs do gear swaps where everyone meets up and you can swap out gear? 
I really think we need one for the tidal Potomac fly rotters in the DC area. We just find an empty parking lot on a Saturday and everyone just parks their cars and puts the stuff out on their hoods or trunks and we can swap them. The Hudson Trail Outfitters will do a gear swap every year where they set something up in the big parking lot and you can get some pretty good deals. We've got a lot of stuff that we're not using. I'm sure I could probably swap out some reels that I've never used for something that I could use. I've got a surplus of fly lines, tie material, some extra waders, extra boots, extra hemostats. Got a lot of gear that I wouldn't mind swapping for something else. Don't forget about website forums. Salmoncrazy.com, itinerantangler.com, pacemaker.com, spaypages.com. There are different websites out there on the internet that have a classifieds ad. There was a guy on Salmon Crazy this week selling a brand new unworn pair of size 12 Sims boots. Nothing was wrong with them. They were just for sale. You never know what you're going to find on the forums. There's always something people are selling. Tie material, extra rods, reels, soft goods, hard goods, you name it. You can usually find something pretty good. It might be something that you've been looking for that you can't find anywhere else that some angler might have. You can also maybe put up there, hey, I'm looking for a Fluger medalist from 1973 to go with my old fiberglass rod I just inherited. Somebody might have one lying around that they're not using and might be willing to sell. You can also barter. There's a lot of things you can barter for. I have borrowed and bartered for hemostats, cauterizers, surgical scissors, and that's all from a surgeon that used to come into our fly shop. He had all sorts of very expensive hemostats, battery-operated cauterizers, and cartilage scissors, and scissors for cutting fine hairs. Very good things for tying flies and removing fish hooks. And he would come in, and you could barter stuff with him. You have a dozen flies in your car waiting for that guy to come in and you know, maybe do it on the side. Most recently, I had a friend going up to the Salmon River. He needed a rod and reel. And he needed some flies. And he posted on Facebook that he just changed out the brakes in his car. Well, I needed new brakes. So I would just jokingly put, I'm next, in the reply section on Facebook. And he said, let me know. When you want me to come over, what do you want for it? And uh, I said, how about, you know, like three dozen flies? You can borrow my 10-weight, my 10-weight reel with uh, two spools. He's like, all right, done. So he bought the brakes. I paid him for them. And he installed them for free. Well, not free. I bartered, bartered with him. I also once bartered stamps to get out of a parking garage in Baltimore. I didn't have any cash on me. The place didn't take any credit card. So I started looking around my car to see what I had. Turns out I had a whole book of stamps. So I tear off some stamps and I pointed at her in a little language barrier and she's like, CC. So I hand them over and then she's like, no, no, no. She sees I've got a whole booklet of stamps, so she starts waving more. I tear off three more stamps. She's like, waves me more. She gets about nine stamps out of me, and then she finally opens the the door and the gate and lets me go. So you definitely can barter random things for goods and services. You can always barter a jar of moonshine, moonshine, beer, whiskey. That'll go pretty far. If you've got some extra gear that you don't want, see what someone else wants for it. Be surprised what you might be able to get. Shop at the end of the season preparing for the next. They're always going to have all the summer gear on sale this time of year right now. It's October, the end of October. So you can always go in and get dry wading pants, some lightweight shirts, flats boots, 
ankle socks, all those things for summer. Yeah, sure, they might not be the fashion of the next season, but you never know. Who cares what we look like on the river? If you look all fashionable, don't go out. We're not out there to look good. We're out there to catch fish. However, if you do want to take some good pictures, you probably do in the long run want to have some kind of nice clothing on. You can always tell when a Ross Purnell picture is on fly fisherman. It's either orange or red in the pictures that the person's wearing. Just a given. Same with Kathy Beck, always wearing bright red. At the end of the winter season, you're always going to be able to get down, windstopper hats, gloves, jackets, fleece, base layers. All that stuff is going to be on clearance at the end of the season. You always know that the day after Christmas, everything everyone clamored for before Christmas is on sale. I learned that working at Orvis. You go in there January 1 after New Year's and everything is on sale. So those nice corduroys you paid $97 for with the reindeer antlers, those reindeer pants are going to be on clearance and you can get them for $45 and have them the next Christmas and you'll be at the hit of the Christmas party. You can also do that with all the other winter gear that needs to be cleared out. Now, I hated working at end of the seasons in retail like Hudson Trail Outfitters, which was a massively huge store because we had these little paper sales tags that would always rip off the hangers. You had to put them on and bend them at 90 degrees down so they'd fit over the clothing and Every time somebody would pull the clothes in or push them out off the racks, these things would rip. And then you have to find out which one it went to, and then you have to rewrite it. And I do not have good handwriting. And then you'd have to restock the clothing. But yeah, at the end of the season, you go through, your boss gives you a sheet of paper with the SKU number and the name, and you've got to go find everything and start marking it down. And the longer you wait, the more it's going to be priced down. So first, 20% off. A couple of days later, 35 40, 45, 50, 55. You might get stuff for 70% off and then you feel good that you saved money and you were fly fishing on a budget. Get together with friends and buy in bulk. There's things on eBay that you can buy. Nippers, hemostats, lines, bobbers, hooks. You can always buy in bulk and save money. That's why a case of Guinness is $24 at Costco. If I were to go to Total Beverage down the street, a four-pack of Guinness would be $8.99. So that's $9 for four, and you do the math. Now, the last math class I took was the history of math. So I was learning how to count in Sumerian and Bavarian and Guatemalan and Incan. So I'm not that good at math anymore. But you do the math on that Guinness. You'll see that you save money when you buy in bulk. I make my own hemostat. Sorry. I make my own lanyards for clients and for friends, and I sell them at shows. They're pretty cool. They're half lanyards. If you want to know what they are, we can talk about those another time. But I have to buy stuff in bulk. So I buy my hemostats by the hundred. So I get these stainless steel hemostats made in Pakistan, and they cost me 99 cents each, and they're incredibly strong. They can smash barbs. They can smash down split shot. You can use them to pull your hook when you're tying a knot. You can use them to break a branch of prickers when you're walking through the brush. They're pretty strong. I buy them in bulk. I also buy my nippers in bulk. They're not the best nippers, but they'll cut line. And I get them in, you know, by a hundred each. And each one comes with a little four inch bead chain loop on them. And then I take those bead chains off and I cut them up and I use those for flies. 
I also buy my Badger tractors or Zingers on eBay. You can get them, you know, 200 of them for 35 cents each. And we know that a fly shops can sell a Badger tractor or Zinger for $6. Well, if you and your buddies get together and everyone chips in money, you can buy bulk fly tying material and divvy it up. You can buy bulk hemostats, nippers, shoelaces. I get my boot laces from Australia. I get them in like a 30 pack. So I never have to worry about losing boot laces on my client's waiter boots. If they break, I've always got some with me. Buy in bulk, buy with your friends. Just get a whole group together, go to the fly shop and be like, all right, we're going on a big fishing trip for uh bonefish in Belize. We need hooks. We need bead chain. We need feathers. We need rubber bands. Well, everybody gets the stuff. Everybody chips in like in a restaurant, like 10 bucks, you buy it. And then you guys all just sit down and just crank out flies together. And then when you're done, you guys can divvy up the rest or put it away for the next trip. And when a shop closes, we don't want fly shops to close, but when they do, they put everything on sale. Tom took me to a fly shop in Denver that was going out of business and the place was pretty much cleaned out, but they had flies for like 32 cents and tie material. I think I bought scissors and rubber band legs. I probably got, you know, $20 worth of tying material that a couple weeks ago probably would have been about $70 or $80. It's not often. I've never really seen a fly shop go out of business. I remember Urban Angler closed to become, sorry, Angler's Lie closed to become Urban Angler. But I don't remember if there's a big clearance on things. It was about four years ago now. I don't remember. But fly shops do close. The economy sucks. We all know that. And that's how you can get some good deals. When I worked at Hudson Trail Outfitters, they got rid of the fishing department. All fly lines were $4.88. Polyfuse, Airflow, Cortland. I loaded up. I've got more four weights and eight weight bright green and bright orange lines. Like I've got three shoe boxes full and I'll sell them if I go to a fishing show like the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival when I have a booth. I'll sell that $4.88 line for $10. Now, that line originally retailed for $65. So I'm making money and you're saving money. So look for deals like that where somebody bought them in bulk at a discount and is selling them or getting rid of them. They're great fly lines. There's nothing wrong with them. Now, let's talk about rods, reels, line, fly boxes, nippers, files, hemostats, leaders and tippets, flies, Waiters, boots, snacks, gas, and I'm not talking about pull my finger. Fishing licenses, base layers, socks, jackets, gloves and hats, polarized sunglasses and straps, vests, sling packs, not sling blade, mm-hmm. books and DVDs, phone cases, magazines, fly time material, Car stuff, cigars, and lodging. So let's break it down. Wicka, 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 wah. Okay. Fly rods. Don't start off with a vaping. Don't start off with a radian. Don't start off with H2. Those rods are very high end. All rods catch fish. The $198 Orvis Clearwater rod is going to catch you fish. We use it all the time around here. The Reddington Red Start rod I picked up on the Salmon River years ago. Great 10 foot eight weight still uses it. It catches fish. I would love to fish these super lightweight, really nice cork, beautiful finish, 
But when that rod's going back and forth, I don't notice the color. I don't notice the wraps. I do notice it's lightweight and maybe the reduction in vibration. But if you're starting off as an angler, you're not going to notice the difference between an H2 and a clear water except for the weight. Just the way it is. Wants versus needs. We all want new rods, but do we need a new rod? Do we need the $900 rod? No, we don't. You can get a Reddington spay rod for $325 right now. No need to get a $1,200 rod. Hey, you want to get a nice lightweight fiberglass rod? Well, sure. I want a butter stick. I want the uh, the new Orvis fiberglass rod, but those rods cost hundreds of dollars. Well, go to the Fiberglass Manifesto website and get an Eagle Claw fiberglass rod for $65, I think is what Cameron's selling them for. The Eagle Claw fiberglass rod. It's going to bend like the rest of the rods. It's a bright yellow. It's a classic fly rod, though. If a bluegill farts, you are going to feel it on that rod. Now I'm looking at the new Orvis guides rods coming out next year, and it's $400 for a fiberglass rod. I want one, but I don't need it. I'm not going to be able to tell my wife, hey, I just bought a new fly rod. Guess what I spent on it? And she's going to be like, come over here. She's going to drag me by my nose hairs. And she's going to show me a closet full of five weights and be like, why do you need a new one? And I'm always like, well, why do you need new skis every two seasons? And she's like, shut it. You don't ski. And I'm like, you hush, zip it. You don't fly fish. And then we both agree to disagree and we walk off. But that's how it is. And she'll be like, I've been using the same ski poles since 1997 when I would ski in Ohio on the Mad River. And I'm all like, you were up by the Mad River and you weren't steelhead fishing? I tolerate fly fishing. I don't do it. Okay. Pick a rod that's going to cover just about everything and everywhere you're going to fish. If you're fishing the Mid-Atlantic and you're not going out to the ocean, yeah, five weight's going to cover you. You should have a, a very short three weight, a eight and a half to nine foot five weight, and a nine to ten foot eight weight. If you're going to have three rods, get those. If you live in the mountains, eight and a half foot four weight. If you fish where I am, nine foot five weight. If you're coastal, nine foot eight weight. Just get that one rod, and you're going to need a backup rod. I guarantee it. You can go to Sports Authority and Dick's and get the starter rods. Don't get that Fluger one. It's like casting a piece of spaghetti. The rod is just awful. But there's the Scientific Angler's rod. There's some Ross Beginner rods. I started off with the Cortland. I still use it. And then you can eventually save up to get a nicer rod and have that rod in a box as your Backup rod for when you get out of the car at your spot and you step on the rod and you realize I can either drive two hours home or I can keep my spare rod in the trunk at all times and pull it out and use it. Let's talk about reels. There's a lot of great reels out there today that are strong and inexpensive. There's so many reel companies out on the market today. It's hard to keep track of. You got Orvis reels, Sage reels, Reddington reels, TFO reels. You have Nautilus. Allen reels, Islanders, T-Bores, there are the Fluger reels, you've got Hatch reels, you've got more reels than I can think of. There's a guy on Instagram that does the Jesse James Reel Company. There's a ton of reels out there, and the great thing is the more on the market, the more competitive the prices are going to be. First off, do you really need a large arbor? Do you need that massively big circumference if you're fishing for brook trout. No. 
Don't spend the money on that if you don't need it. Save money. Use that money for something else. Are there extra features on the reel like uh, sealed drags and take it apart this way and pop a spool out that way? If you're not going to be switching spools out and doing extra things, you don't need that. If you're fishing for fish that are not going to be ripping backing off, get a click and paw reel. Use the palm of your hand as brakes. You don't need an able reel. You know, I would love to have the Grateful Dead steal your face able reel. Do I need it? No. Do I want it? Yes. Simple as that. I can go and get that Fluger Metalist. I can go to Bass Pro Shops and for $36 get the automatic reel. That'll just you click the button and it all reels in for you. I don't need the T-Bore Spay reel. I would like to have one, but my Bat and Kill Large Arbor reel, the 910 that I picked up in 2002, it still does the job. That drag can still stop salmon and steelhead today just like it stopped them. Jeez, 11 years ago. Man, that's an old reel. I'm telling you, my stuff's old, but it works. There's no reason I need to upgrade because that's just going to be a waste of money. Seal drag, well, hey, if you're not going to the ocean getting all grit and grimy, you don't need that. Most reels, you can just pop them open and rinse them out at the end of the day. What you do want is a reel that's not going to get scratched or dented if you drop it against rocks. I just dropped a Bat and Kill Large Arbor 5.6 I purchased in 2000, January of 2000 when they first came out. Still great reels. I still fight big fish on them. But the foot broke, so I got to go into Orvis this week, and I need to pick up some Greg Senny material. I'm going to start tying intruders in the next couple weeks. I don't need to, but I want to. So that's a bit about reels. There's definitely ways to save money. There are reels out there in the market now that are $100 that are going to stop a freight train. You don't need to spend $500 on a reel. Fly line. Around here, a bass taper fly line is going to handle just about everything you need. Buy a line that can handle all of your situations. Don't buy a tropical line if you're fishing in New England. Don't buy a striper line if you're fishing in the Florida Keys. But get an all-around tapered line, forward tapered, that's going to handle all your situations. I've come to realize around here, Outbound Shooting Head by Rio is going to cover everything I need in the D.C. metropolitan area. I can roll cast from shore in tight areas, especially now that the federal government's open today. I can go back and access the river, even though I lost out an entire week's worth of outgoing tides. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Rio Outbound Line. You can shoot it with one false cast 60 feet. That's great. If you're the worst caster ever, you can still shoot line with a Rio Outbound. If you're fishing those small streams, you've covered this before, get the double tapered fly line. It's 90 feet long. It's got 33 feet. No, that's 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 up to 60. 45 feet of one direction, 45 feet of another. So once it's all beaten up and nasty, you just pull it all off, reverse it, and the end that you were casting is now attached to the backing. So you get two fly lines out of one. When you go to the fly fishing shows, which the... Dates have already been released for 2014. You can get factory reject fly lines at shows. Now, just make sure your fly line has a weight forward taper. When you're buying those lines and the basic you know, $20 fly lines in fly shops and the ones that come with your dicks and sporting good reels, there's no real taper on those, so you can't really cast them that well. It's like casting a wet piece of spaghetti, cooked piece of spaghetti, very noodly. It's not really going to facilitate your casting needs. But look for something with a good taper 
that's going to cast your line for you. You can find some great fly lines. I'm using fly lines that are 10, 11 years old, and you know what? They still work, just like that old reel. They're still catching the fish that it was meant to do 10 years ago. The fish haven't changed in 10 years. It's not like the tuna have gotten stronger and the steelhead are more muscular. They're the same fish they were back when those reels were designed. You can also go to Discount Fly and Tackle in Denver. It's on Santa Fe Avenue. It's right down the street from Tom's house. It's right on the South Platte River. Good fishing hole behind it. Online, they sell factory rejects. So a factory reject might be a little bubble in the backing area, which you're never going to see. It could just be there's no welded loop on the front. Well, if you know how to tie a surgeon's knot and a perfection loop and a nail knot, you can add your own line on there. There might just be the color. Who cares if your color goes from blue to green? Hey, you know what? That's kind of like the new camouflage lines on the market. Hmm. So you might be onto something. I get my sink tips from them. They're $9.99 with like $3.50 shipping. And they showed up in like a week. I got three seven-weight sink tips. They were kind of a burnt orange, dull orange with a gray tip. Doesn't matter to me what they look like. We're fishing for shad with them. Shad don't care the color of your fly line. They're shad. They've never seen a fly line before. They don't know that's different than a tree branch in the water. That fish is probably hasn't been in fresh water since it was born. So it doesn't know what tires are and uh, other things in the water. It's just something that is just swimming by. Look up Blue Halo. Blue Halo's got fly lines for 20-something dollars. They're a beautiful blue color. And he can ship them to you pretty much anywhere in the States. They're good weight forward fly lines. Also, the sail bin, when a company changes their logo. So Orvis, when I first started working there, changed their logo. So every fly box that had that logo went on sale. So you were getting, you know, silver label fly lines, $49 for $25. They put out a box of them or a basket, put them on clearance. Recently, I got a 10-foot sink tip Orvis fly line for $12.99 just because they changed the, the box and packaging. So look for that in a fly shop. We had a put all the fly tying stuff on sale when it was changed the logo too back in the day. Let's talk about fly boxes now. Just Google DIY fly box on the internet. You're going to find all different methods that people have come up with to save money on fly boxes. If you remember what a VCR case is, it's a plastic case. It opens up. You can glue foam in there, packing foam, craft foam, you can glue wool in there or fleece, anything that the fly will stick in, and you got yourself a fly box. It might be a little bulky, but it won't fit in a vest. It'll fit in a day pack, a shoulder pack. It might fit in the waistband while you're just walking down the canal in Georgetown. Altoid boxes. You might want to rinse them out. I'm not sure if a fan, the fish are fans of wintergreen and spearmint and the deliciously notorious curious mint, but do the same thing. You can just Put a magnet, you know those little magnet business cards you get? Well, you can cut them to shape and glue them in there, and you can put your midges in there. It's great. Fits in your shirt pocket, fits in your waist pack, fits in your vest, fits pretty much anywhere. Go to the container store. Go up to the film container photograph section. Get the four by six film boxes for your photographs. Now, be careful. The hinges on them are pretty dodgy. You might want to reinforce them with some super glue. 
but just take a piece of foam, cut it four by six, glue it on the inside. You got a fly box. When I do fly donations, that's usually what I put them in. Don't forget about prescription pill holders. Also, you've got those little fly boxes you get at the fly shop, the free ones when you buy your flies. You can also use little Ziploc bags from the craft store for beads and stuff. When I tie a bunch of flies at home, I put them in that little Ziploc crack bag looking thing. And I just usually stick them in my pants pocket or the zipper pocket on my waders and walk out the door with them. And then eventually I might put them into the fly boxes. But yeah, it's just a great way to keep flies. It's what, $3 for 400 little Ziploc bags. And just keep reusing and bring them in and out of the house. DIY fly boxes. Look on the forums. There's always somebody that's coming up with something new. It'll save you money. Now, nippers. You've heard me talk about this in the past. I used to be a fan, big fan, of the fish pond pitchfork nippers. They cut everything. They were super sharp. I loved them. Didn't love the price. They're $22. After I lost two pairs of them, I decided to go back to nail clippers. And you know what? For a dollar at the dollar store or 49 cents at the drugstore, or you can buy them in bulk with your buddies, they're pretty damn sharp. They cut through 30-pound butt material like it's nothing. Yeah, so what? There's a lever that might get in the way that might catch your fly line. Just fold it down. Super easy. And you know what? If your nails are pretty nasty, you can cut your fingernails while you're at it too. Especially if you're like me and you got clients coming up, you might have something nasty on your nails from your previous client. Or from putting your waders on, hey, just cut your nails. You're all good to go. Most nail clippers in a fly shop, 5 to $6. You can just get a pair of nail clippers. If they rust, if they break, it's not too expensive to replace them. A file. You can usually get nail clippers with a file. In Lefty's book, like 100 Tips from Lefty, he always says, you don't need an expensive file for your flies. You can use the one that comes on the nail clipper. Well, I find that one's not that good. You can probably go to Home Depot and get a pretty small little file. Bass Pro Shops has got a pretty good price file. I've been using the Orvis one for a couple years. I already talked about buying hemostats in bulk on eBay. Our military supply store, military surplus store down the street, Ranger Surplus, they've got a whole rack of hemostats and different types of scissors. And they're like 3 to $4 each. Military surplus, also the medical supply store. So if you have a place near you that sells like tapes and bedpans and uh, canes and bandages, stuff like that, they are going to have hemostats and they're not going to be too expensive. And the one thing you do get when you buy fishing hemostats that's different, you're going to have maybe bigger thumb holes on them. You might have a little thing that's going to smash split shot down that's built in. I have the $12 Orvis hemostats that have scissors built into them. Apparently that's an old... Civil War invention that you could suture and cut stitches with one hand and it would save time. You also might have something on there that could pop paint or nail polish out of the eye of a hook. Those are all great. But again, also you're getting your badger tractors inexpensive. Keep your hemostats on your badger tractor so you don't lose them. I can understand why people just clip them to their shirt pocket or their waiter straps. You're eventually going to drop them in. Keep them on a badger tractor. Let go. They're going to zip back right into place. Leaders and tippets, buy what you need. Don't go in and get three rolls of this, three rolls of five, three rolls of four, three rolls of six. Just buy the tippet you need. For trout, you're going to get away with four and five X tippet. Around here, two and three X tippet. Just get two spools. When you run out, go get more. Keep them organized on that leader tool. 
It's basically like a stick and you put them in, you know, I used to walk around with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven X tippets all the time. It was just clunky and bulky and pieces were just sticking out all over the place. It was a mess. When I trout fished, I would try to carry just the minimum. And you know what? Don't drop them. They're going to crack. The plastic on them, it cracks pretty easily, so be careful. For your monofilament, don't keep them out in the sun. Let them dry in a cool, dark place, maybe by the refrigerator bottom. Maybe you got a humidifier at home. Don't put them on your dashboard. Don't put them in a windowsill. Don't keep them in direct sunlight. Sunlight breaks down monofilament. The alternates, what I use for my leaders and tippet material, remember I said the lowest I'm going to go around here is pretty much eight pounds for my tippet. If I'm going to use a dropper, I'm either going to use eight pound or six pounds, sometimes four pound, but I'm going to use Berkeley, Vanish, or Seaguar. It's 11 and $19, and you can get about 300 yards. And the amount that I go through, it might take me two to three years to go through one spool of eight pound. Seaguar, sometimes hard to find. Amazon.com. I got a great deal last year on 8, 10, and 12 pound. I got them for like $17 each. And I'm just hoping that whatever store was selling them to me wasn't keeping them in a wet, nasty place. Then again, it's um, not mono. It's fluorocarbon. So it's not going to break down like monofilament does. Leaders and tippets. Buy what you need. Don't buy too much. Keep it organized. Don't drop them. Let's talk about flies. Tying flies, great way to save money. I've been tying caddis larvae last night and today with three strands of black ostrich, about a centimeter long for the tail, five glass beads for the body. I got the beads at the craft store at $3 at 40% off. It's like a dollar forty for a thousand beads. And then just a little bit of dubbing for the head. And I'm using fly shack hooks. Save money that way. You know, flies are 2 to $3 in a fly shop. If you're going to tie flies, it's a big investment. The first time I went into a fly shop to buy everything, it's about $135 when I was 17. I had to borrow some money from my parents after that. Didn't realize that buying everything was going to add up so much. But if you go to something like our, our beer ties, this week we taught slump busters, olive buggers, and sucker spawns. Those flies, $1.95 to $3.50 in a fly shop. Well, the club provided everything, the tools, the materials. So the guys and, and girls that sat down tied all these flies for themselves and walked out with, you know, on a small table night. Now we didn't have any turnover. So like the three guys that sat down, they tied like a dozen or two dozen flies their own. So two dozen times like three dollars because the slum buster's got expensive materials. It's got like a tungsten cone. It's got the zonkers in it. So you go to an event where they're teaching you free fly tying and you can load up on your own flies. They're free. Save money. There's companies like flyshack.com. That's where I get my saber hooks. $6.99 for a hundred. I had an impulse the other night, bought 800 hooks, but it only cost me $47. Use my 10% off discount code from Fly Tire Magazine. If you buy over $35, shipping is free. Fly Shack has flies for 88 cents. I've never fished them, but clients ask me. I'm like, hey, buy a dozen of them. It's not that expensive, and you can see if they work. If they do, if they don't fall apart, buy more of them. If you don't want to lose your flies, don't use 7X Tippet. Don't use 5X Tippet. Use 3X Tippet. If the fish aren't scared by it, 
Don't do it. You're going to lose your flies and trees. Pick just a few flies to limit your purchase of a whole bunch. Go with standard patterns that you know work. If you're going trout fishing, parachute atoms, pheasant tail nymph, woolly bugger. Those three flies are going to catch trout everywhere you go. Now, definitely there's some pickier flies, pickier fish. Now, we did talk about educated fish. Yeah, they may recognize that the same pattern keeps getting thrown at them day in and day out. So maybe pick the tequila fly or pick a different color woolly bugger than everyone else in the shops been buying and say, hey, you know, what, what have everyone been buying to go up to Big Hunting Creek lately? And, you know, we'll say uh, Royal Wolf, uh, Olive, Zonker Bugger, and Black Stonefly Nymph. Okay, well, get something different. Get uh, Autumn Sunrise Streamer. Get yourself uh, an egg pattern. And how about a Chartreuse Green San Juan Worm? Limit your flies. You don't need a whole bunch. You know, I, I, I still go out there with, you know, 300 flies. 40 different patterns, but I'm only going to fish maybe five or six. So limit them. The first time I went to Orvis to buy flies, I walked out with, you know, like five or six and ended up spending like $30 for a smallmouth trip. I couldn't believe it. I probably could have just gotten away with a black woolly bugger and a two poppers for smallmouth, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I bought a whole bunch and I still have the sneaky Pete and some of the other ones I bought from that trip. Reminiscing on those. That was with, uh, Trissy and David and Steve. We had just gotten back from our trip to Ecuador in summer 93 and Steve was taking a smallmouth fishing up the staircase above Harper's Ferry. And I didn't have any smallmouth flies. I'd only been really fly fishing for largemouth. So I went, I had my driver's license as of that year. It was 93 and I, it's been 20 years since I've been driving. I got those flies. I was pretty surprised about the expense. There's definite sticker shock when you get to the register in the fly shop. Find people that will tie flies for you. You can give me a, you know, a bottle of something, buy me a burger, slip me a $10 bill, and I'm probably going to, you know, for my friends, I'm going to tie you a bunch of flies. Khalil, for the steelhead trip, he gave me 20 bucks. He's just like, buy a bunch of yarn. He doesn't remember this. I told him, you know, a week or so ago, but I'm going to tie up like three dozen sucker spawns for him because I like to tie flies. I'm going to sit around. I don't need that many, but you know, the rest of the trip does. You do that. I'm going to buy you, uh, you know, some material out of my pocket and maybe tie some other stuff. I just like tying flies. So find someone like me that enjoys tying flies and you can buy them off of them. You can barter them. I just tied, uh, I don't know, a dozen largemouth tidal water flies for my friend Emmett. He's like, what do I owe you? I'm like, ah, whatever, man. No worries. If I'm in a good mood for my friends, I'm probably gonna give them flies for free. And I already mentioned barter them, you know, hold, uh, put those brakes on my car for free. And, um, I bartered flies with them. I gave him over three dozen. I just, he came over and I was like, here, take these. These are egg sucking woolly buggers, more crystal meth, some stone flies. Oh, you're going to need these popsicles. You need some halgrimites loaded them up. Waiters. There are new companies coming out with waiters. Look up some new companies, see if they got competitive pricing. And I was surprised when the first time I saw frog togs on the, the stream as waiters, I knew them only as, the fishing jacket and pants that Roland Martin would do commercials for. There's Drift, D-R-Y-F-T on the market. Look for some of the newer companies and see if they have competitive pricing that might save you money. If you're not going to be fishing 52 weeks of the year, don't be buying Sims $400 waders unless you're accident prone. Buy them for the amount of wear and tear and abuse that will hold up to. Don't buy them for the bells and whistles. 
unless you really can afford it. If you want to save money, honestly, and if you're fishing in the winter, get a pair of neoprene Hodgman's with the boot foot. If you're going to be fishing four mile run in the winter or a winter tailwater, and you don't want to spend three or $400 on breathable waders plus boots, go get a pair of synthesized rubber neoprenes. You're going to sweat in them. You're going to look goofy, but you know what? They're going to work and they're going to save you money. If you want to save money, buy waders with stitching. Stitching is the older technology, and now you're coming out with laminated waders, frequency waves that seal them together. That's going to save you money because the new technology is always going to cost more, but then eventually it'll come down in price. Wait a couple years. Every company is going to buy the technology, and it'll get more competitive. We're inexpensive wellies in spots where you don't need waders. When we're shad fishing on the Potomac, you can't even enter the Potomac River there. There's no reason to wear waders unless you think you're going to fall or it's just nasty, cold, and windy and you want to protect yourself. For the most part, a pair of wellies, which are just rubber boots, Walmart, Ranger Surplus sells them. You go to the hunting stores and get some nice ones. Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, all have them. Lacrosse brand, you know, you can go to Pro Guide Direct. I've got a couple on there for not too expensive. And they're going to keep you dry unless you go up to your knees. I do the same thing for Mossy Creek in Virginia. There's cow pies. There's a couple potholes, but you can't enter the stream. So there's no reason for me to wear waders in the summertime when it's 100 degrees out and 105 in the fields around there. When I'm fishing the dream stream in Colorado, I don't enter it. When I'm fishing the other meandering trout streams around there, around Tomahawk and South Platte, if you're not wading and you don't need that much protection, get a cheap pair of wellies. And you're going to find out when you have a rainy day. We just had rain from Wednesday night till Sunday afternoon nonstop, part of tropical depression, but it's been pretty nasty out. So yeah, I wore my wellies. I went to the fly shop, the grocery store, dropped my kid off at preschool. All these things I get to do in my waterproof wellies. And they're great in the winter too. Get a thick pair of wool socks and they're fine in the snow. You can go shovel your snow in them. That's about it for waders. If you don't need them, leave them at home. If you're going to be walking in low tidal areas like the fencing along four mile run here in Alexandria in the winter, wellies are fine. If you're not going in, buy them for what you need them for. The more you fish, the more puncture resistant you need, the more they're going to cost. But if you're only going out a couple times a year, save the money. Don't get expensive ones. Okay. Let's talk about boots. End of season clearance. When they come out with a new one, they got to get rid of the old one to make space. So they're going to be on sale. So look for companies that are coming out with, say they're switching from laces to boa or they're going from one type of rubber sole to the other or a zipper on the side versus zipper on the front or they're changing the nylon or stitching. Well, they got to get rid of them. New technology trumps old technology. They're going to get rid of them. Look for end of the end of season clearance. Get ones that have your reputation of lasting longs. Do the soles last longer? The laces, the stitching. I've got a pair of Sims that I bought in 2001, 2002. And honestly, some of the stitchings come undone. I could go goop them and they'd be fine. The soles haven't worn down. The laces have kind of deteriorated. I can replace those with my Australian laces. And the studs haven't worn down. I still wear them. Holt took them up to the Salmon River. They are fantastic boots. So get stuff that you trust that you know is going to last a long time. Spend the money on those. Also, get them for safety. Don't get a cheap pair of floppy boots that you're going to fall and twist your ankle in. Spend the money on something that's going to be a little more safe. You can get 
add on soles. So if they're, they're going to charge you 40 bucks extra for boots with soles, go to goatheadgear.com or go to reddington.com and you can pick up a pair of goat head spikes. You can screw in yourself. People also do, um, sheet metal hex bolts into their boots. You can get those at Home Depot and Lowe's. Dalton, who's part of our fishing club, he made his own aluminum bars from Home Depot for his wading boots. I don't know how he put them in, but go to a DIY website, look up how to make your own aluminum wading shoes. Corkers has them. Patagonia came out with them. They're crazy sticky. They have good traction, but you don't have to pay for them if you can do it yourself. Definitely the more handy you are in a lot of this stuff, the longer stuff's going to last you and the more you're going to save money figuring out yourself. I told you I'm hungry right now. I get, I get hungry on road trips. When I'm gearing for road trips, I'm going to go to Costco and get my snacks there, beef jerky, some trail mix, chips, granola bars. But there's the Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree down the street from us is fantastic. David Sunflower Seeds Ranch. The bag's a dollar. It's like two fifty a giant in Safeway. Gatorade, a dollar for uh, 32 ounces. Arizona iced tea. It's like 45 ounces of diet, green tea with lemon, and regular tea with lemon or ginseng, whatever. It's a dollar. That same thing is two fifty at the grocery store. Now, granted, it might be 10 years old, but I haven't had, had any adverse reactions. And the Arizona iced tea jars are also great for uh, peeing in, in the car when you're driving or when you're camping. Slim Jims, they're a dollar there. They're like four bucks at the gas station. You can get chips at the dollar store. You can get candy, ramen, canned chili. They have really good horseradish mustard where we are too. And sometimes they'll have Taco Bell squeezy pouch sauces. Those are pretty good. There's all sorts of snacks you can get at the dollar store. And that'll help save you money. Eat apples. Apples are pure fiber. They'll fill you up. Eat a big Honeycrisp right now. You'll be fine for a couple hours. It's also going to hydrate you because an apple, being that it is a giant swollen ovary of a female flower, it's going to be full of water. Don't get food that's going to go bad, and don't get stuff that gets crushed or crumbles. I already mentioned granola bars. They crush and crumble. They make a mess in your pockets, but they're good. Get the chewy kind. They, they don't crumble as much. Beef jerky is going to last you a while. I used to just put beef jerky in my vest and go fishing. Don't get stuff that melts. So when you're getting trail mix, yeah, watch the chocolate in there. Don't get those little uh, one-inch-by-one-inch orange crackers with the peanut butter. Those things crumble like no one's business. If you sit them in your pocket, and you're going to have to literally eat a mouthful of crumbs, which is kind of messy. And if you cough or laugh, they're just going to blow out of your mouth everywhere. Don't buy bottled water. It's the biggest scam next to white tube socks. Water's free. Refill your Gatorade bottles. Get a vest pack that you can fill up yourself. Get a hydration system. Tap water's great. There's some places you fish, you might find a spring. We go up to, we used to go up to West Virginia and there was a pipe just coming out of the mountain and everyone would just pull off the road and fill up their gallon jugs there. So don't buy bottled water. It's expensive. At least get, uh, you know, drink some beer or something else that's going to have some fun in it. But again, again, you drink a lot of beer. You have to pee more often. Let's talk about gasoline, as my roommate in college called it. He wouldn't call it gas. He's like, I have to go to the gasoline station with my gasoline card in my automobile. Fish close to home. I love going out to the mountains. I love going to the Chesapeake Bay. Love going to Eastern Shore. But you know what? Gas right now is 315 a gallon here. It's pretty good, but it's not great. 
Fish close to home. Carpool. Fill a car up, car up with your buddies. You know, one guy buys beer, one guy pays for gas, one guy buys lunch, one guy drives. It's that easy. Keep your tires inflated. Our Costco has got free air. Fill up your tires every time you can. And don't go in rush hour. Simple as that. Now we got worse rush hour now that the government's back in session. It's going to be harder for me to get to some of my fishing spots. But I've already mentioned on guided trips in the morning, we're usually not starting until after 9 o'clock because six miles might take you 40 minutes. And if you wait an hour, six miles might take you 20 minutes. My daughter goes to school down the street. It's four miles door to door. School starts at 9. If we're not out the door by 8.35, we are going to be late. It took 40 minutes last week to get there. Four miles in the rain. Just because people are stupid here. They can't drive in rain. Next topic, fishing licenses. Don't fish out of state. Hey, I love fishing Maryland. It's great. There's tailwaters. There's spring creeks. I love fishing Pennsylvania. There's spring creeks. There's great, great fishing in Pennsylvania. But you know what? It's three hours away sometimes, and an out-of-state fishing license is going to kick my butt. When I go to Colorado, you know, i got to save money for that fishing license. That's usually the biggest purchase on a fishing trip for me is an out-of-state fishing license. The best part about fishing in D.C., out-of-state fishing license is like $13 for the year. And make sure you get a 365, not a calendar license. So if you buy your license on Christmas Eve and it expires in... Seven days, that's no good. It's a waste of money. You want to buy one that expires Christmas Eve the next year. Virginia's like that now. You can buy it on April Fool's Day. It'll last you to April Fool's Day the next year. D.C. expires at the end of the year. So that's one way to save money is buy your license that lasts a year. Limit yourself if you're not going trout fishing at the time. Don't buy the trout stamp. You don't need it. I got my freshwater fishing license every year. I don't start off with a trout license because I don't know if... And when I'm ever even going to go trout fishing in Virginia that year. And luckily, where I do go trout fishing, it's usually in Mossy Creek. Then that permit is free off their website. You learn about that in the Mossy Creek website podcast. There's also lifetime licenses. And fish with people that are under 16 because they don't need a license and fish with the elderly. Kids always need to fish. Got to take care of our old folks. They're the last. They're, they're our generation of anglers, too. We wouldn't be here without them, so... Take them fishing. Let's talk about base layers. We did the base layer and layering podcast about three years ago. I mentioned this then. I'll repeat it. I love, I love, love, love the Patagonia base layers. I want to bathe myself in Sitka gear 24 hours a day. Our Under Armour makes some great stuff. You know what? I can't afford $60 Three-quarter zips. I can't afford $70 base layer pants. What I can't afford is layer eight at Marshall's. Now, granted, you are sacrificing that it may be made by the super most environmentally friendliest family business run out there and that it's made in ethically run companies, factories, and sewing and stitching, et cetera. But you know what? You can't guarantee that with everything you buy. I mean, we're all using smartphones right now, and those are made in deplorable conditions. But layer eight, you can get base layer pants, base layer three-quarters, turtlenecks, zip shirts, T-shirts, sleeveless shirts at Marshalls and TJ Maxx 
for like eight to fifteen dollars. Yeah, so the zipper broke on my three quarter sleeve or three quarter zip uh, shirt, but you know what? It's fine. If there's a sweater over it, doesn't matter. Most of my Patagonia stuff that I'm wearing is pretty damn old. The shirts I wear, my wife laughs at me because you can see my watch. They go like they don't even go down like anywhere near my wrist because I don't know. I don't think I've grown in ten years. I've put on some weight, but the, the stuff stretches and shrinks and just doesn't really fit me anymore. So I've got a lot of old gear, but man, that Sitka stuff, hint, Pro Guide Direct. Remember, I think right now if you're buying Sitka gear on Pro Guide Direct, there's free shipping. So buy those alternatives. There's also brand names you might find at those stores. They definitely carry Under Armour. I've definitely picked up Marmot, Mountain Hardware, North Face. I've seen Patagonia. <clears throat> Yummy. Um, yeah, so it's about being a savvy shopper. It's being at the right place at the right time. Stop into your Marshalls and TJ Maxx's and your rugged warehouses more often just to see what they have. Don't go in there with the intention of buying stuff. I'm always going to walk out with like wasabi peanuts and a bag of caramel chews, sour patch kids and a bottle of hot sauce. That's pretty much guaranteed, but you're usually going to find something pretty good in there. And the more often you go, it's, it's always random what comes into those stores. So you go in there one day, it might not have it. You come in the next day, have a whole shipment of Patagonia socks. Oh, guess what? Socks is my next subject. Marshall's TJ Maxx, Gabriel Brothers. Great place for socks. I have North Face and Patagonia socks I picked up at TJ Maxx and Marshall's for like $4.99 for a three-pack. And we've got so many of those stores around here, I can go from one store to the next hoping that they got a shipment in, and I can just load up on socks. But the socks I wear now are the Orvis three-pack waiter socks. It's the best deal out there. It's like 30 bucks for three. And what I do is I buy two sets of them. So like 60 bucks for six pairs of socks. They're all the same color. They're all the same size. I never have to worry about matching my socks. I don't really fold my clothes. I stuff them in my drawers. So I can just see two pairs of socks, pull them out. They're going to match. My top drawer is t-shirts. Second drawer is t-shirt base layers, non-cotton. Then it's my underwear. Then it's my heavyweight top layers. And then my bottom layers. Every I know where the clothes are, so I can just reach in and grab it. Things are pre- I wear pretty much black and gray under, so it's simple for me. Now that you've all heard about my skivvies, let's talk about jackets. I love my Patagonia down jacket. It's fantastic. It is so lightweight. It is so warm, and it's so packable. But not everybody can get a discount through a company. I'm lucky enough that I'm a Patagonia pro, which I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention that, but I am. I do get discounts through companies doing what I do for a living. If I couldn't get that, I would be going straight to Costco right now and getting the 500 fill down bevel jacket and vest. They're like $80. My jacket is like 300. You get a fantastic jacket and you know, Costco's will take back pretty much anything. They swear by a lot of their stuff. That's a great base layer to wear under a raincoat. That vest is fantastic. I'm going to get it for my father-in-law for when he goes up to Colorado for the winter season. And just for walking their dog in Ohio. End of season sales. You're going to get some great jackets at the end of the season. We once walked into Marshall's at the end of the season. They had a Lansdowne black jacket for $20. And my wife's like, you don't need another one of those. I'm like, you know what? You always need another jacket, especially at that price. You don't know when, but if you see something on sale, you should still buy it. And you don't need that. You already have a black down jacket. I'm like, yeah, well, it's going to get 
holes in it from campfires and fish hooks and the dog's going to chew on it. You don't need it. And then you know what? Like the next year, a campfire burned a huge hole in my jacket and now it's got nasty, ugly duct tape all over it. So I could have that one for chopping wood and fishing. And then I could have had the other one. That's a nice one for $20 for going out to dinner at night. But no, she didn't want to do that. So jackets, end of season sale. That's where I got my first kayaking jacket to wear for steelhead end of season. It's like 50 to $70 off my Patagonia kayaking jacket. I got on sale. Remember, go to google.com, type in what you want, click on the shopping link. You're going to find stores that have the best price. So I found three of those Patagonia jackets and I got a size large and from the company that was selling it the least. Same with my Coca Tat jacket. End of season sales. Yeah, so what? They're going to come out with a new color next season? I don't care. I'm happy with the deal I got. I'd rather have a better deal and wear an ugly jacket than have a fancy jacket and pay twice as much. Gloves and hats. Lots of brand names. I already mentioned them at Marshall's TJ Maxx. You're going to find all those hats. Under Armour, North Face, Windstopper, Marmot at Marshall's. And at the end of the season, they're going to be like $4. So definitely go and stock up. You get Windstopper when you can. That's what's going to keep the cold off you. Wind chill is basically only a factor of wind against moisture on the human skin. Other animals don't really feel it. Blowing on your soup to cool it down is not really going to help because that's not really how you cool things down. The wind chill affects us, not soup. Especially when you're blowing 98.6 heated air on soup. How's that going to cool it down? Shop at the end of the season. So Marshall's always has that clearance rack. You're going to find some great deals there. And the military surplus store. I've told you before that I get my fingertipless wool gloves for myself and my clients at Ranger Surplus. They're $4.99. They're not the most comfy. They're not as comfortable as my Patagonia Windstopper fingertipless gloves. But you know what? They're $4.99. When they get wet with fish slime or snot when I wipe my nose on them, stick them in your pocket and grab a new pair. I honestly have a stuff sack full of fingertipless gloves for my clients in the winter because they always show up. Oh, I've got gloves and they're, they got Michelin man hands. I'm like, you can't tie a fly on and strip with that glove on. Let me give you a pair of these. And it's not that much out of my wallet to go grab a whole bag of them. Polarized sunglasses should be the one thing you splurge on. Not only is it for safety reasons for walking around and for sighting fish. It's just the one thing you splurge on. Remember you can catch any fish on a cheap rod, but you can't always wait and see the fish with cheap glasses. Splurge on your glasses. Look for deals and coupons. Orvis always has coupons, $25 to purchase off of 50 or more. They now carry Costa Del Mar. Dick's Sporting Goods carries Costas. Other stores carry them. Look for deals. Look for end of season blowouts. Hey, you know what? If it's wintertime and the fly shop isn't making a whole lot of money, make them an offer. Be like, all right, they're 180. Give you 165. You know what? See if they do it. I think a fly shop would rather make a sale and lose some money than not make a sale that day to get the books closed. Try it. Never what happens. Inexpensive ones at Amazon.com. I've told you before, I got my inexpensive yellow plastic polarized ones for $19. I don't know where they are. I think someone borrowed them and walked off. I wear the Coast of Del Mar Sunrise now anyway. You can get them at some nice ones at Walmart, Dick's, etc. There's gas stations that sell polarized glasses. Fitovers and cocoons are nice if you already wear glasses. Vests. Not many people wear vests anymore. They want to sell them. If you're the person that still likes to wear a vest, go on Craigslist and eBay. You're probably going to find a used vest or a new vest, one that someone no longer wears, ones that fly shops are trying to get rid of. 
you'll notice that if you pick up a fishing catalog from 10 years ago, there are four pages on vests. Now you don't have that. They've really, there are still people that wear them, but it's older technology now. We're not really wearing them. Gabriel, one of my clients found a Patagonia, um, sling pack. It's like an alternative for a woman's purse for like $4 at a thrift store. It's called unique. It's the unique thrift store. It's gallows and route 50 in false church, Virginia. And it's massive. It's massively huge. And you never know what you're going to get in there. Remember I got a Nikon digital camera for $12 and it works Has the memory card in there. It, I just need to buy the charger for it and get that on eBay for a dollar. You never know what you can find at the thrift stores. I used to walk around college um, in college in Fredericksburg all the time. And you'd find old reels and bamboo rods and all these old fly shops or not the fly and these old, um, moth ball smelling, dusty, rotted wood, civil war era buildings in Fredericksburg. And you could get all sorts of you know, beater bamboo rods and old reels and flies. And you never know what you're going to find. Same with, uh, garage sales. Every time I drive by a garage sale, I'm always looking for rods. Okay. Fanny packs also work for sling packs. You can, I used to have one that my grandma gave me. It was the National Parks Conservation Association, had three grizzly bears on it, and I would just put a box of lures in there and flies over my shoulder, and I fished with that. Now I got my Orvis sling pack. It's more ergonomic. It's nicer, but if you don't want to spend the money, I'm telling you, that unique thrift store has got more fanny packs and hit packs in it than you know what to do with, and they're all about a dollar. Phone cases. No, let's go back to books. Books and DVDs, half.com. I just got Finding Nemo for $6 for my daughter, unopened. Uh, I just got James Bond, the latest one. Skyfall for like $6. And you pay like a dollar shipping. But you can also get books. I got Carping on the Fly. I get my Dave Whitlock books there. There's a lot of fishing books you can buy that are either people selling them from bookstores, getting rid of them. Or from libraries selling extra, making room for new books. And you can get great hardbacks, brand new, lightly used for great deals. Now, if anybody out there wants to buy me the freshwater fishes of Virginia, I can't find it for anything under $400. Which sucks. Because I really want that book. I want it. I don't really need it. But I want it. I can't justify that money. So I've looked on half.com, eBay. I've looked on all sorts of sites. Can't find it. But half.com, it's run by eBay. So you use your eBay login and password. It goes by PayPal and you can get some fantastic deals there. Phone cases. If you don't want a hard case, if you want the kind you slide your phone into, go to proguidedirect.com and check out the vest pack, V E S T P A C phone case. I have it under my pro guide link. It's not that expensive. It's cheaper than buying a new phone. I'll tell you that. And you can still slide it open and use your phone. And you can still take pictures with it. I got my life proof case on eBay for $35 brand new, never opened. Went back to see if I could buy more to, to sell to other people, but they don't have them. Now they're owned by Otterbox in Fort Collins. So I don't know if the prices will change or what, but you can definitely find deals. I just happened to be on eBay at the right time, the right moment and found that case. Magazines. Get your subscriptions at fly fishing shows. Hear this? That's a pretty cool little one thumb open pocket knife I got with a t-shirt and a hat when I subscribed to Fly Rod and Reel, American Angler, and Fly Fisherman for a three-year subscription for like $20 at the Fly Fishing Show. It's a great deal. 
So it's it, go out of your way to get to the fly fishing shows and get those deals versus ordering them online. I don't know if you can still go to eBay and get magazine subscriptions, but for years, I got uh, Men's Journal for you know one year for like ninety eight cents. I got Fly Fisherman for like two fifty. We got like Cooks Illustrated, Sports Illustrated. You used to be able to get. Let's just see right now. Do they still have magazines on eBay? eBay.com. Let's see, Fly Fishing Magazine. Fly Fishing Magazine subscription on eBay. These look old, 1994, 92. So there's old fishing magazines. Fly Fishing and Fly Tying. Okay, Fly Fishing Fly Tying Magazine, February 2013, Small Flies Made Simple. Well, that's not a year subscription. All right. Well, I'm not going to waste your time Googling this on eBay, or I should say eBaying it, but um, yeah, they used to have subscriptions on eBay. It was great. Okay, back to the podcast. Do a magazine swap with your friends in fishing clubs. So one person gets Fly Fisherman, one gets American Angler. I still had, don't get into the Drake. I just don't get it. Um, fly Rod and Reel. And then when you read them all, just exchange them. Bring them to your fly fishing show like the beer tie. I always either give my magazines to my clients or I bring them to the beer tie and drop them off and people read them and then bring them back in a month and someone else picks them up. It's a great way to, to circulate stuff and save you some money. Coming up on the end here, we got fly tie materials. So again, your fly fishing shows, there was the tight lines fly shop last year that had the dollar bins where I got a ridiculous amount of stuff. I spent $80 in the dollar bin and I still have an entire shopping bag full of super hair, rubber legs, latex finger guards. I mean, I got like four yards of Estaz purple for a dollar. I've got like hooks and chains and threads and just all sorts of crazy gear for a dollar. Fly fishing shows always have great, great stuff. When you walk in your fly shop, look for that clearance bin. So Mossy Creek Fly Shop, I was in there recently and loaded up on purple curly tails. I bought a bunch of bass hooks there last year. Anglers Lie, I would always go there and get just just random stuff. It was always random stuff. You look through there, stuff's a dollar, dollar fifty. If you don't need it, still get it. You might need it down the line. It's not going to save you money in the long term, just buying stuff randomly, but you might need it one day. There is the discount flying tackle on Santa Fe Avenue, Denver. They had like four steamer trunks and I literally dumped them all out and went through everything one by one and was getting calf tails and rubber legs and estas and super hair for I mean next to nothing. And I couldn't tell why any of the stuff was in the sale bins, but it was and I got great deals. I mentioned before the craft stores, you can use your coupons there. The dollar store has got one millimeter foam. It's got Puffer balls that you can use to make squirmy wormies. Big box stores usually have stuff at the end of Christmas. All these stores are going to have all that tinsely stuff on sale. You want a lot of chenille? Go on eBay and type in chenille skein, S-K-E-I-N. You will find more types of chenille than you know what to do with. And on the bottom, somebody has, let's see, there is like Pearl Estaz right now. It is a massive amount of skein. Let's see. Maybe somebody bought it. 
You can get, you know, all these different colors, grays, reds, blues, purples, some with glitter in them. I just got 70 yards of purple glitter eyelash yarn with technically grape flavored for two fifty with like $3 shipping. And I just bought Angora rabbit blend yarn for sucker spawn. Look at that. I just found what I've been looking for for years. Danville fly tying crystal chenille size two black, 72 yards, $14. Oh my gosh. I might buy this before you guys even get to this. Make an offer. 72 yards. It's black chenille with silver tinsel in it. Oh my goodness. I'm pretty excited right now. Bohemian chenille's on there. It looks like the Estaz is gone. Uh, let's just type in Estaz skein and see what happens. Um, I don't know what this stuff, John Mari say Estes serum, 30 milliliters. Okay. Estes, he needs something different on eBay, but you can buy stuff in bulk and that's going to save you money. So as my daughter would say, do that. There's an easy way to make your own barred rubber legs at home. So tie in your grasshopper legs, your Chernobyl and pull the rubber leg towards you and twist it twist 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 like a wind up airplane toy that you let go when the propeller goes cuz the rubber band was twisted then take your black sharpie and just run it along the top of that rubber band and let go and everywhere you marked is now going to give you homemade DIY barred rubber legs christmas stores party stores are great end of season clearance halloween wigs christmas tinsels fly shack already mentioned that $6.99 for 100 hooks Use the coupon for magazines. It is the best deal. Those hooks are so sharp. In fact, I had to change the way I was tying my flies. I've been tying a lot of Jumbo Johns. Jumbo John, look it up. I'm obsessed with that. And I've told you, I don't like spending time tying flies, but I really get just chilled out and relaxed tying these. Jumbo Johns. And my thread kept getting cut from the barbless black hooks. They are so freaking sharp. For your car... Go to eBay and type in car AC adapter, car AC splitter, and aux cables. You need chargers to charge your phone, whatever else you're charging. Well, they're, what, $7? Even at Marshall's on that rack, they're expensive. But still a discount. You can get them for like $0.84. Cents. I'll buy them by the bag. They come from China. I cut out the middleman. So I've got three in the glove box and one in there. So if it breaks or something goes wrong, I spent $4 and paid no shipping on four of them. I also get splitters so I can charge my phone, and my iPod at the same time, or my phone and my GPS at the same time. Splitters like $2, no shipping. Don't plug in something big into it, like your car vacuum or your spotlight. You will blow out the fuse, which David Fokerts and I did camping a couple weeks ago at Rose River Farm. We, the geese were coming in and we didn't want geese on the pond all night honk, honking. So we took the spotlight and scared them off. Aux cables, that's how you're listening to me right now in your car. Your phone is plugged in to your stereo. You can get them pretty cheap. Sometimes they're they're pretty cheap themselves. Don't get like the 49 cent ones. Get like the $2 one. Oops. The ones at Target are $19. So get one that's $3. And get three of them so you have backup. If they're coming from the same guy, hit quantity three. It's going to save you. We went on a road trip this past weekend. The parents had to borrow our car because they had our daughter with the car seat. So we took their Honda CRV down to Luray for the wedding. And there's a tape deck in that car. So we listened to the radio. 
which wasn't too bad. It was during the big rainstorm. I wanted to go fishing down there, but everything was blown out. And got some good stories about mountain lions in the Shenandoah Mountain, Shenandoah National Park in the Blue Ridge. Got mountain lions out there right now. All right, let's finish this up because I'm hungry. Cigars, get them from JR's. Get a bundle for 20 to $40. So 20 cigars at a dollar $1.89 each. You can get your generics. You can go on a JR Cigars website or go to their stores. I know they got DC. There's one in like South Carolina. There's one in Detroit. I smoke the generic. It's a Macanudo Churchill big, very flavorful cigar. It's $1.89. You get 20 of them. And you know what? Cut that big thing in half. You got two cigars for the price of one. It's nice to go to the cigar shop and get like a nice Padron or a Rocky Patel or a I don't know what else. It's been a while since I smoked brand name stuff. Gurkha and Glory Day Cubana and Simon de Boliviar. But you know what? I can't really afford $8 a cigar, so I'm going to get those. All right. Last but not least, let's talk about lodging. Car camping is great. Camp in the woods, and you can always park in a hotel parking lot and sleep there. I've never been bothered. I've been car camping since I've been driving. No one's. Well, one time I had a, somebody open the door and shake my leg and tell me to get out of there. But that's a whole nother story for another time. So let's leave you with that. There are definitely ways you can save money in fly time. Be mindful. A lot of it is just being at the right place at the right time. Look for sales. Look for coupons. Shop smartly. Spend some time on eBay. You'll do it. All right. Jason, I'll see you in a couple weeks, dude. Take it away. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.